Welcome to the eClinical Works podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hughes. These are unprecedented times, and health centers have and continue to be at the forefront of the epidemic, from testing members in their community to continuing to serve the underserved and adopting new ways of protecting their patients and their staff. In the spirit of Health Center Week, with me today is Ashley Clement, who is the Quality Assurance and Improvement Coordinator for Southeast Community Health Systems, which is a 32 provider FQAC providing medical, dental, and behavioral health services, which include mental health counseling, substance abuse treatment, OBGYN, and podiatry services. They are located in Zachary, Louisiana, and throughout Southeast Louisiana. Ashley, thank you for joining our podcast today. You're welcome, Brian. Thank you and eClinical Works for allowing me this opportunity. We'll start with some questions here. Um, Southeast Community Health System went live with the Clinical Works in December 2019, so a fairly uh, new customer. Uh, four months later, a global pandemic hit the world. <laughs> and would you be able to you know, tell us a little bit about your go-live process in December and how your practice adapted when the pandemic hit? Yes, certainly. So as you can imagine, um, it was a crazy time for us. We were previously using Greenway Health Success EHS. And so um, going live in December, as you mentioned, we went live on December 9th. Um, it was a mid-holiday season, so we had a lot of staff out. Um, it was also the end of the year, so we were gathering data, you know, starting to validate our data for end-of-the-year reporting requirements. And so by the time we finally kind of got through all that and were able to breathe and just in the midst of learning a new electronic health record system and trying to begin to develop our workflows within eClinical Works, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. As I mentioned, we had begun to implement numerous interface projects with eClinical Works, um, but those all had to be put on hold due to the coronavirus pandemic. And so we had to quickly shift our focus and priority to implementing telehealth. Needless to say, we were able to conduct our first televisit by the end of March. So it sounds like a great team you had uh, formulated there to you know, really take on the you know, coronavirus and continue servicing your patients. How has your health center you know, during this crisis, you know, what kind of role did technology play? I know you mentioned a few, but how were you able to you know, communicate with your patients to still provide services. You mentioned telehealth. Would you be able to expand a little more on it? So we started behavioral health um, televisits with another platform, actually, that we had an agreement with. So we switched the behavioral health providers to eClinical Works Hilo and then brought on our medical providers. And not long afterwards, we incorporated our dental providers into telehealth. And so initially, telehealth com comprised about 75% of all of our visits. And today, it's about 35 to 40%. How did you as an organization reach out to your community to let them know that you're still providing care and anyone who's seeking care you know, should reach out to Southeast Community Health System? So our providers reviewed their schedules. So they looked at their current and future schedules you know, starting back in mid-March, and they reached out to those patients personally you know, or had their nurses reach out to see and to kind of talk to them and screen them to see if some of those patients would be more suitable for a telehealth visit. We also updated our website, Southeast Community Health Systems website, with information and consent forms for all three of our telehealth services, so telemedicine, telebehavioral health, and teledentistry. We mailed postcards. We have school-based health centers, too, 
and um, some of those students had consent forms on file for us to be able to treat them during the school year. And so we mailed postcards, little colorful, bright, quick informational postcards to their homes. We also posted a lot of information on social media, including LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And we um, produced local news commercials, which were a big hit. And we sent emails through the eClinical Works Messenger. As an organization, how, you, how were you able to identify those patients uh, in your community that needed to be contact because there was you know, a gap in care? One is that we use the eClinical Works Registry, which can be configured for certain patient demographics, labs, procedures. Um, you can configure it by CPT code, ICD code. And then once you set the options, you create your message to that specific patient population. Speaking about telehealth, you know, how did your community of patients respond to your outreach and also to the telehealth service? So eClinical Works produces a little YouTube video. I believe it's about three minutes and it's called How to Get Your Patients Started with Helo Televisits. And we also placed it on our website. And then um, there's also a one page flyer that eClinical Works makes and it says, what is a televisit? And so we provided that flyer to our patients, our front desk staff, our nurses, you know, they all had those um, sources of information. We had also uh, developed a little five question brief survey for telehealth, specifically for telehealth. And that goes out to each of the patients after their visit. And that was done through the ECW Messenger campaign. And so the results from those from that survey um, show us how much the patients really um, like the telehealth platform. They also appreciated that a nurse contacts them ahead of their appointment to ensure they understand how to use the technology. They would provide instructions on the different telehealth modalities, like that they could do it through their text message, through the Helo app, through the patient portal, just whatever works for them. How did your staff adjust to offering telehealth services? So our staff adjusted surprisingly very well. And I believe that starts with leadership, accessibility, collaboration, support, and transparency. And just knowing that we had designated personnel assigned to assist with troubleshooting allowed the provider's reassurance for a successful patient-provider experience. We also, though, developed both written and schematic workflows for each of the clinics, so for behavioral health, dental, and medicine. We also referred them to the my.eclinicalworks.com customer support portal mm -hmm. and where they have a dedicated health center tab. They also have that notifications tab, which has a plethora of information related to all things COVID and telehealth. You know, lastly, we use the ECW University training videos and you can assign those to staff as needed. Eclinical Works allows us to care for patients in a remote location during the pandemic by implementing virtual visits. Technology allows us access to our patients while maintaining safety, especially for the high-risk patients, and they're able to see their provider from the comfort and safety of their own home or really wherever they choose. How does Eclinical Works help you analyze how you use telehealth operationally and with analytics and reporting? So we use Hilo Analytics for telehealth, and um, it shows all kinds of data. And some examples, or it will show you 
the usage of patients um, and the modalities that they're using to connect to the telehealth visits like Hilo app, the patient portal data. It also has messenger, you know, so it shows you your campaigns or messages being sent to and from the patients. And then we also use the EBO report, um, particularly 13.07. It's the visit count report. And that's run by various methods to analyze some of the following data. So we look at it for our weekly reporting that we have to do for the HRSA COVID-19 survey on like number and percentage of telehealth visits compared to total visits. We also use it for monthly tracking and reporting of no-show percentages for virtual appointments compared to clinic appointments. And we use it to track our audio visits and to validate those for billing and documentation compliance. Would you be able to share any lessons that you learned you know, in adapting to this global pandemic. Be willing to start. If you fail, that's okay. Just reassess what went wrong, what worked, and capitalize on your strengths and improve the weaknesses. Now, as a, as a health center, how do you and your organization envision the near future and also the distant future and how you deliver care in your community? So really our future goals that we've discussed as a leadership team would include definitely sustaining our telehealth operations. And we may add features as they become available, such as the recent contactless check-in. We're excited about learning more about that. We do anticipate a continued increase in behavioral health services, just given the pandemic and increased anxiety and depression within the community at large. We also want to formally adapt a process and workflow collect for collecting social determinants of health. And I guess I would wrap up by saying that our future operations include remote patient monitoring devices to assist with more monitoring, tracking, and efficient care for those patients with chronic conditions. That's some great, great information that you share with us. Well, thank you, Brian. And, and thank you, Ashley, for joining our, our podcast today. Absolutely, I was happy to be here. And thank you, the listener, for joining our podcast. You can find more podcasts like these on iTunes, YouTube, as well as on my.eclinicalworks or on our website at eclinicalworks.com. On behalf of the podcast team, thank you for joining today.